Welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. (laughs) Today we're going to do something a little different. We wanted to uh, answer some questions. Uh, So we asked for, uh, or I asked for some questions. Didn't get much response. (laughs) Uh, But we got a couple questions and we found a couple others that were on Facebook. And uh, so we're just going to kind of go over those. That's, that that yeah. kind of sums it up, right, Chris? It's pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> Questions asked, we're going to answer. That's it. <laughs> People are like, we don't care what you think. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I guess we'll just jump into it. So one of the uh, questions... Was this was this the, the answer is I do like long walks on the beach, but unfortunately I am taken. So <laughs> I was... do like wa- long walks <laughs> along the creek. You have no beach. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're in Illinois. <laughs> so this first question comes from um, Megan or Meg Fenlon. And uh, thank you so much for emailing this to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I am looking to revamp my camp calendar for my campers in first to seventh grade. Right now, we do a daily theme if it is not a special event or field trip swim day. I'm wondering how many camps offer daily themes. Has that fizzled out at all? I'm seeing less and less camps in my areas with themes. I know some camps really like theme days. Staff, not so much. (laughs) Thoughts on daily themes or weekly themes versus not? What What are your thoughts on that, Chris? So with our day camp, we do a weekly theme and at least an hour, the way we run it, that is enough work as it is. I couldn't imagine doing a different (laughs) theme each day. Um, But we put, I mean, I I know there's differences with the daily thing. I I feel like, I think we even talked about this Mm -hmm. um, a couple podcasts ago. Um, and, And we, when we do our weekly theme, like it's everything is in that all the decoration, all the stuff for a whole week. And so it would be hard to do that every day. That would be difficult. But I, I think it really, I mean, if the campers are into it and and you see that that campers are really going for it, then I think you need to keep it going. And especially if other day camps in your area are dropping it, but the kiddos really like it, well, then that's going to be more campers coming to you versus someone else. Cause they're, they're excited about that. They're going after that where, whereas I mean, if the campers are like, ah, whatever, I don't care. And your staff are really annoyed. Then yeah, I think you need to get rid of it because you're just making everybody mad and frustrated <laughs> by, by keeping it going. Uh, I, I would not do it, but that's, that's me. You would not do what? I would not do a daily theme. I, that's daily theme. To, in my mind, that is a ton of work for just a day. Whereas a weekly theme is a little bit easier. Here are my thoughts. Well, first of all, we talk about themes uh, episode on episode four, five, six, and Mm -hmm. seven. We kind of did a whole month of it. And, well, four, five, and six, I guess. But we talked theme versus no themes on episode four. And my thought is kind of on the whole it being a lot of work. I know a couple of big day camps, and I'm talking big. Camps that are fairly expensive, they do daily themes and it really works out. So the kids go and they're like, oh, today's theme is going to be this. But they have staff that are just, their job is just themes, right? So they mm-hmm. run it so you can do that. 
if you're a smaller camp, you don't have as much staff and maybe you're the program director and you're kind of in charge of that all, it makes a lot of work. Personally, I, I agree with Chris. Daily themes, not really my thing. I think that it's uh, a lot more work. Um, I don't think everything needs to be themed out. So I do weekly themes. And what I like about weekly themes is that if you have no theme and you're doing the same thing every week, maybe you, you uh -huh. know, change field trips or whatever, but basically the program's the same thing every week. That's where I find staff get bored. They're, they're yep. like, oh, okay, we're doing the same thing. Um, the kids, if they come back week after week, uh -huh. they're like, okay, we're doing the same thing. This isn't fun. I did this last week. But if you add in the theme and you do like a theme craft and you do some theme activities, do a theme special event, then it makes it like, oh, hey, it kind of juices the whole week. Uh, of course, if you're doing a theme that you're like not thrilled at, it's going to show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the way I like to do it is we we do a theme. Uh, but mainly that, that while we'll we'll kind of maybe decorate or, or do some things around the theme, we really don't like the whole it's not a specialty camp. So the whole week is not just mm -hmm. themed activities. We wait until Wednesday and that's our theme and we do kind of a mini color war. And so it's all themed out. If it's superheroes then we have superhero challenges and, you know, you, you, each team has their superhero name or whatever. So that specific day is themed out. And my staff really enjoyed it because that was the day they got to dress up in costumes mm -hmm. and they really like getting in costumes. We would take pictures for trading cards that I would make. Um, all the kids got to either dress up in costume for points or they got to wear their team color for points or they wore their camp shirt for points. So they had an option. A lot of them would come dressed up in, uh, in costume. The one thing that is maybe a negative of a theme is that if, say, one family is like, this is the only week we can go to your camp yeah. and it's pirate week and my kid is not into pirates or it's Princess mm -hmm. Week and my kid is not into princesses or Disney or whatever. That theme might not play out for everyone. If it's Water Week, everyone's going to like it, right? Yeah. If, if your theme is water, <laughs> no problem. Um, you're set. <laughs> and, and yeah, usually superheroes and pirates, no problem. But if you're doing something, you know, Survivor is a popular one too. But if you're doing something that's mm -hmm. a little little off, oh, we're doing French Week or, you know, or <laughs> I don't know, something <laughs> just very different. <laughs> French because what you came up with there. I'm trying to think of, I don't know why I came up with that. So, you know, something weird, like French Week. How many camps out there are doing Okay, Space week. week. Space Week. As a kid, I was not interested in space at all. That would not be something I'd be into. So if you had that, it'd be a camp that I'd be like, eh, maybe I'll go to a, a different camp that week. That might be the only other, the only turnoff. But when parents would call me and say, oh, yeah, my kid's not really into Space Week, I would say, no problem. Look, we only do that on Wednesday. Yeah. And really, it's more of the competition. The kids don't have to really get into it. Um, whether they are into that theme or not, it's not going to affect their camp experience. Uh, they're going to have a great time, I promise you. So... That's my take on the whole theme versus no theme, but my staff loved it because it was very, it, it was, it was left to one day. I could see if it was all week long, they'd be like, Ugh. or, or if they had to plan activities around that, 
they would be like, ooh, this is extra work. I don't have my staff plan activity. I do that. Yeah. A, a daily theme. That sounds like a, a ton of work to have something different each day. If you don't that's have, like, specific staff, that's their job, uh, yeah. Yeah. That would be a little much. Is that answer? Number two. I think that's a good answer. Okay. Ooh la la. <laughs> wee wee. <laughs> and you have to eat baguettes and cheese and <laughs> French theme. Make make Eiffel Towers and oh how horrible. Staff get to dress up in costume though, they all come with parades. They get to wear their parades, that's right. Oh, so okay. All right. All right. Uh, question number two came from the day camp uh, Facebook page. And it says, uh, do any of you do, so this is for day camps, obviously. Do any of you do overnights for your oldest campers? And if so, what do they need to know? So how would you answer that, Kurt? Did you do overnights? We with did. Your so with the older campers, the uh, the teens, we would do an overnight. Uh, we were on an island for our day camp. So we, sh- we ferried over every day and ferried back. Uh, but on Thursday awesome. nights, we switched off. One week was field trip, and it was only for the older kids. One week was field trip. The next week would be an overnight on the island. And... They really enjoyed it. For me, I didn't want to be the person that stayed overnight. <laughs> Luckily, I had staff that were all about it. So we would bring all the gear that we needed. The kids were bringing backpacks and, and their sleeping bags. Uh, we had so we pro- was this tent. We provided tent the tents. Yep. We provided okay. the tents. And uh, we had on in the park, they had a specific spot where you can tent camp. They had the barbecues. So made, I think they made, I can't remember what they, what they had for dinner. I do remember that they did pancakes in the morning. Uh, Uh And then in the evening they did games like, you know, capture a flag and, and just, just general games that they would play group games and stuff like that. Um, Tag or hunts or what have you. And then when it got a little darker, they would do some uh, nature activity stuff. uh, And you know, that you might do at overnight outdoor ed kind of stuff. But the kids always like the next morning, then the next morning they would come down, they would meet us. We would uh, ferry over and we would all have our beach day. It was kayak day for every Friday. And it was also barbecue day. So they didn't have to have their lunch. Uh, We were barbecuing that day. So it really worked out. And the, the, Teens and preteens, I should say. The preteens were, they always really enjoyed it, to my surprise. Like, I remember one year I was like, should we stop doing this? And and the, <laughs> uh, um, my assistant was like, no, I enjoy it. The kids enjoy it. I'm like, all right, let's keep doing it. So, yeah, they had a lot of fun. As far as uh, what you need to know, I would say, you know, you got to work out what your, your meals are, what your activities are going to be. Um, I mean, a lot of the teens even if you didn't have activities, they just wanted to kind of socialize and be around. We, we did s'mores. We always did s'mores. That was another thing. Um, but they just wanted to hang out. and and How uh, about your staff on Friday? Were they worn out? A good good point. So being a, being a day camp, we kept everybody at 40 hours. So mm-hmm. 
they would come down and it was nice because for us, it was a beach day. It wasn't, you know, something where they had to hike a lot or run activities or anything else. They were just at the beach watching the kids, you know, kind of playing like secondary lifeguard. Um, they could get in the kayaks and stuff, but it was really easy kickback day. Uh, but the staff had the option to either go home. So right when they came, they can, they can leave. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't need as much staff because like I say, we weren't in small groups. Um, but uh, it was only a couple of staff that would stay overnight. Our groups were pretty small. So they could either leave and still stay within their 40 hours or they can stay and they got paid a bonus. Um, and they always stayed. They were like, we're here. This is an easy day. Why not? So nice. we paid the bonus. And because the teens were the preteens were paying extra anyways for this overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had it in the budget. The other thing is, uh, you know, do they, you know, are they playing pranks and stuff like that? But for the one yeah. night, the one tent night, never had that issue that I ever heard of. Uh, some of mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the main staff, my assistant would, I think she stayed up a little later, but she was like, man, they're, they're always pretty good. If they did anything, they were really quiet about it. <laughs> it's, it's a little scary out there at night yeah. too. So I think they wanted to stay in their tent. So like, I don't want to go. There's some animals on the Island. So they're like, oh. I don't want to go out there. Now our, our overnight camp, the first night is always homesick watch. It seems like because it's the first night, even some of these kids. Now you had preteens, so I don't know if you dealt with well, too and much also, homesickness. You're but... talking overnight camp where they're going to be gone for five days. Yeah. So it, here they're really, it's I mean, even though we're on the island, they're really only a mile from their home. Um, yeah. There was no cell service, so they couldn't call anybody. That's true. But I didn't hear of anyone being like, oh, because they know next morning they're just going to be with everybody else. And um, the next day they're going to be home. And home is really close. So that was never an issue. That was never an issue. Yeah. I hmm. now if you're if you're going to be at a if your overnight is in a gym or something like that, mm-hmm. then you might have kids staying up late and stuff like that. I have done, you know, overnights with kids where we don't get to bed till three or four in the morning because they want to just stay up, you know, it's like a pajama mm-hmm. party. And so we'll have activities going on for a while until everybody's just like knocked out. Um, but I don't think that's what she's asking about. I think it sounds like it's yeah. a, it's a camp kind of overnight. Cool. Yeah. And, and so, but you have a day camp, but you don't do yeah. any overnights with the day campers, right? No. And ours is a little different. I mean, because the day campers could actually sign up for overnight camp. Right. And so we don't do a special, I mean, it, we, we wouldn't even be able to do a special overnight because we run overnight camp at the exact same time we run day camp. And so the beds are already full. So even if we wanted to offer a, hey, the older kids can stay over tonight, they have nowhere to sleep. Well, you, <laughs> so, can't, you can't do tents? Well, we don't we don't have any. I mean, we it'd be difficult to to kind of run that. But yeah, That's our fair. our thing has kind of been, even with our, I mean, our day camp is its own program, but part of our day camp is too to help encourage some to come and do overnight camp as well, whether it's right. the same summer or next summer and and we have some they're like, nope, I'm here for the day camp, and that's awesome. We're happy. We we ha- it's its own program. But do you have any we can encourage you to come for the day camp, or are they all younger? 
So ours with day camp, the oldest we go to is twelve. Yeah, and so about the same. I there's yeah. I we don't see a lot of them. I mean, most of our our day campers are younger, but every now and then we'll get eleven, twelve year olds. Well, I will say also that we had a CIT or they still have a CIT program. And so a couple of CITs always wanted to go on the overnight as well. And they mm-hmm. were great help. So while the staff may be cooking stuff, you know, two staff are cooking. One staff is with the kids with the other two CITs. And that's very helpful yeah. as well. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So the third question also comes from Facebook. Um, I think this is from the uh, Summer Camp Pros Facebook group. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. That is correct. Question is looking for some permanent games for our commons area for next summer. Already have Gaga, Carpet Ball, Nine Square, Tetherball, and Volleyball. Looking for some new ideas, something that just needs general area supervision. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? <laughs> Apparently I can't read because I thought that said Featherball. And I was going to ask, like, Ooh, what's Featherball? That sounds neat. <laughs> <laughs> Featherball, um, you can come well, up with something. Yeah. One of our favorites, and it doesn't really require a whole ton of supervision, but you still do need somebody there. We have a slingshot range, and uh, it's just pots and pans on essentially a fence. And you're shooting, we shoot dog food at it because the dog food doesn't bounce back like rocks does. It kind of explodes on impact. And so that's, I mean, the kids love it. It's very, you know, there's not like, okay, here's five hours of instruction on how to do this. It's very much a walk up, shoot, and move on to something else when you're done in about 10 minutes or so. You've had your fun and move on. So that's that's one I like. That's that's one I would suggest. I, I don't see – I was trying to think of some others that really don't take any supervision. We have a box hockey um, game. Zero supervision is required for it. It's uh, box hockey is essentially a four-by-eight sheet of plywood, I guess, that is your base, and then you put little two by fours. So you section it off in about four different um, sections. So you got these little four sections. You use the two by fours as like walls, and you put holes between that can fit a little hockey puck, and you play hockey, but you have to get it through each of the boards. So it's not just like you have two goals on each end. You have all these two by fours in the middle where the, the hole for the puck is kind of at different lengths. And I'll, I'll put a link in the uh, show notes here to kind of what a picture looks like. But you're, you're playing with, you got hockey sticks. So two kids have a hockey stick. You got the puck in the middle. And you're just trying to get the puck out the other kid's goal while he's trying to get it out your goal. Um, and we've we've actually created the rule where you're not shooting. You're not playing at the same time. Otherwise, you're kind of at a standstill. You get one shot. So I would take my one shot and hopefully get close to the, the goal. And then the other kid would get his shot. And he's trying to knock it back, but maybe he missed the hole, so it bounced off the wall. And now I'm a little bit closer to his goal and hopefully can get in. But that's an easy, I mean, we just have ours sitting out. So right. kids walk up to it, play it. It doesn't require any supervision at all. And that it's not super permanent. I mean, the, the table's heavy, so it would take some requirement to movement uh, to move it out of the way. You know, you're going to have to get four or five people to move it. But it could even be movable. I mean, so it doesn't have to be like kind of like nine square. You can move it if you need to. That's why you bring up nine square because nine square, I, I think it's a great, I mean, they have that already, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's just on what they have. Like Gaga, every camp should have Gaga, which yes, just amazes me. But carpet ball is a great thing to have. I mean, these are things that you can, you, you mm-hmm. know, like carpet ball, you can build 
for sure. And there's there's building directions or instructions online. Um, Nine Square in the Air is awesome. Uh, kids seem to really enjoy that. Tetherball, I mean, eh, a couple of kids yeah. like that. I don't know. It seems to it was at every school when I was growing up, and some people would do it, some people wouldn't. You know what, though? When I came to this camp, we had two tetherball poles, and I made fun of it. Like, I mocked it. Like, oh, <laughs> right. look how fancy our camp. Kids are on those things every time really? I go by. Every time. And I, so I, I've had to, like, eat my words. Like, oh, I made fun of that when I got here. <laughs> we would just, we would play it as a game. Time. We would just, like, hit the ball and see how fast it would go around. Yeah, that's, but... that's pretty much what they do, too. <laughs> but <laughs> it is played. So. My, my idea is, it doesn't, okay, and they said volleyball. But it doesn't sound like there is maybe tables and chairs just to chill out, you know, just to kind mm-hmm. of sit and relax. And and because a lot of times kids, especially the older kids, they they don't you know, they've been active all day at camp. Right. Yep. They just want to kind of relax and talk and and socialize a bit. Um, and if you have tables and chairs, you can have board games out there. Um, yep. Some connect for, you know, easy two person type games, not Monopoly or anything like that, but. Some, you know, some easy uh, games, some decks of cards, that type of thing. Uh, other things would be, I mean, you could have craft supplies out there. Yep. Hey, you know, there's some there's some lacing and you can just make a, a lanyard or, you know, even with, with you, if you wanted to, you could have one person running a button machine and kids can yep. make their, you just draw out a little button and you can make one right there for them. You can have... Things for like minute to win it style challenges. So maybe like half filled water bottles. If they could do a water bottle flip just to see if they can do that. Cup stacking, you know, different things like that. But as far as other like bigger things, what's the uh, what's the shuffleboard table? Is that what, that they it kind I of? I think it's called shuffleboard. Yeah. Is it not not, yep, not the big that. one where you have the no, but yeah, the little table, the tabletop shuffle. Yeah. yeah, that mm-hmm. the, that's cool. That's cool to have. And then also if you just have one disc golf mm-hmm. basket set up where people could just putt from a different you know, distances, that would be fine. Just throw out some discs and they can toss those into the basket. So those are my yeah. ideas. Bam. I like your 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 uh, relaxation. I because I was even thinking hammock village. Like mm-hmm. having just a bunch of I mean that is I thought about that, but they said a commons area and that would take a like a actual you it, kinda have to take build out you have to build somewhere and um but yeah, yeah. Should I'm I'm all about just chilling out. <laughs> some uh low ropes that uh, like I what's the I can't think of the name of it, the two telephone poles that are in like a V. Um whatever the name of that team building activity is where you, you're supposed to use each other and balance off each other and you try use, and see how far out. This is, this is the problem. We, last time the, I, I thought it was wild woozy, but it's the Mohawk walk. Yeah. It's not that Mohawk walk. Yeah. Just you use telephone I mean, poles. Would... Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we use the cables. Oh, and so do that. I, I mean, never saw the, t- the telephone, telephone poles. poles would be way easier. Totally. And so you'd, you'd have to, I mean, nail them in so they can't right. roll. <laughs> but. Right, right, right. No, yeah, we always had cables. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. You're saying have that in your commons area? Because you need spotters yeah. for that and stuff like that. Uh, not completely. Like, I mean, if it's not... Hey, can I get some spotters over here? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, you need buzz. I don't know. 
don't think it's that dangerous. That not that one, is it? You're like, we'll have a zip line in the commons area, yeah. and well, that, that gets a little bit harder. Throwing yeah, some alligators. <laughs> I think that'd be an easy thing to do. Just throw out some, put some telephone poles. Even what's the new? Oh, with the buzzword at camps right now, a uh, makerspace. Oh, makerspace. Just yeah. having. Well, that's some, what I was thinking. Like a craft, junk. just have craft supplies out mm-hmm. there that they can kind of do what they want. Hey, I was going to ask you on the dog food thing. You yeah. know, I always hear the the argument that it's going to attract animals. You're fine with that? Or <laughs> does it attract animals? Not enough that I would like, but we want to because <laughs> um, we take night hikes and then we're hoping that it'll there'll be a raccoon or something we'll see. Okay, all <laughs> so, right. So unfortunately, it doesn't quite attract enough or we scare them off before we actually make it there on our night hikes. That's funny. But yeah, that's the goal is to attract some animals. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. I think that's good. I think it's some good ideas there. All right. Question number four. And this is from a person that is, they used to work camp staff and now they're doing, um, I, I guess a teacher says higher education professional. And so they're looking for what do you do in instances of extreme heat or humidity? Um, and we run into that camp a lot. We also, I mean, same as rainy days almost. That's the thing. That's, so, yeah, you want you you're, you're looking to stay inside, and, mm-hmm. and we did uh, episode eleven um, was rainy day activities, yes. and uh, so if you're staying inside, there's a lot of ideas there. I've got a, an ebook on patchwork.com that is mm-hmm. all about 101 rainy day activities, uh, but you know, I I mean, you look at that. It, the other thing is to be outside and do a lot of water games I, I guess but even doing water games if it's if it's too hot you're still getting beat down by yeah. the sun right and then you're yeah, like yeah. i well, say no. one of our rules is, is if it gets over 110 heat index we're not even allowed to be out we have to be in air conditioning is gotcha. one of our rules so yeah can't even do water games at that point but well, in the humidity too like I was, yeah <laughs> you know I, being here in florida it's it's <laughs> i am not used i'm used to california dry weather where if it's hot, it's hot. Okay, it's still bearable, though. Here, I take my dog out for a walk, and 10 minutes later, I come in, and I'm sweating, and it's not even that hot. <laughs> it's just really humid. I'm like, what is going on? Um, so I totally get it. Yeah, you don't want to be – go inside where the AC is, so much nicer. You don't – the kids aren't as grumpy, and the staff aren't as grumpy with because you know, mm-hmm. that heat and the humidity take it out of you. Um, well, this person, if they're in education too, as a teacher, um, I know when I was a teacher, I had like those kind of brain games that you could play. Mm. Um, whether it's, I, I even had the little, uh, now this is, I'm going to sound old here, but the Nintendo DS with all the little brain games that you could kind of <laughs> do, but, um, you know, so I have having, a two XL that's old, a track tapes you put in and it asks you, tri- <laughs> oh, yeah, forget about it. But having even, I mean, I, one iPad is not super, super expensive. And getting at least one iPad and, and downloading some apps that are some, maybe some brain apps or some educational apps um, that you could you could put as part of that. But even, yeah. um, I'm thinking, I have that uh, escape room box that I, that I made. And having that, I mean, that works as a great indoor when you roll it out, you have your escape room, you got your little puzzles there and having that available. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's kind of 
you know, we don't know how many kids she has, right? Mm -hmm. How big her space is, what the space looks like. I think for every camp, it's going to be a little different. Do you have, you know, if you've got a huge dining hall or gym that you Mm -hmm. can do all kinds of stuff with, that's awesome. Unless you have 500 kids that you need to put in, then it becomes really tight. Uh, But if you have a lot of space, I like the idea of having stations, you know, you go from one station to another, kind of let the kids go where they want. Yeah. Uh, free choice, yeah. have each of the counselors. The The main thing with rainy days or really hot and humid days is that you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan before you, before camp even starts. Like, what are we going to do? And that might include rainy day or heat and humid day boxes mm-hmm. for each counselor Just, yeah they don't come out until that time exactly yeah. or or uh, special events that you don't do except if it's on one of these days you know they're just special things that make it to where it's like yeah it's a it's a humid day we get to go in and do activities that we wouldn't normally do and we never did mm-hmm. this special event which may be like a game show or it may be some kind of challenge again I like the stations, you know, have every counselor. Okay. It's a, it's a stay in day. Each counselor go to your, uh, stations. And that might be like a craft here, a game there, uh, some kind of magazine hunt, you know, at a different one or, uh, some kind of challenge at another one. I don't know. I mean, there's really, there are a bunch of different ideas that you can uh, do indoors, you just need to make sure you have a plan before you go. Uh, or if they go back, if, if all the kids are going back to a cabin, if it's an overnight camp, then th- they have their box that they go back with that yep. has a list of activities and games they can do or um, has boxed games in there. Definitely. I And yeah, planning it out because otherwise you're going to be running around like crazy and trying to uh, figure it out last minute. And then it, it not only do you look unprofessional, but the kids are getting bored and behavior issues start. All right. So uh, hopefully that helps out. I don't, don't know if these uh, the people who posted these questions are going to listen or not, but hopefully somebody <laughs> gets something out of this. Uh, that's Those four questions is about all we have time for. So question of the week. Chris, okay. what is your favorite phone app? that has something to do with camp or maybe that you use at camp somehow or you use in your position. So the one I probably use the most, um, is Skyview light. So Skyview one word and then L I T E, which pretty much just means it's the free version. Um, and it is an augmented reality stargazing app. And so I can hold it up to the stars and aim it towards like, Oh, here's a bright star or something. And it'll tell me what the name of that star is. It'll tell me I can get like um, even stories behind the Greek mythology on it. Really? Or it, a lot of times um, it works and it works really well. Like um, we always see there's Jupiter. We always see during the summer because um, the way our camp is, we have trees surrounding us except one area. And so and go, I think it's the south is the only thing that's open. And so we see Jupiter and we always see this bright star and the kids are like, what is that? And I'm like, well, I know because I've done this for so long, but I can pull this up and show them like, oh, it's Jupiter. Or it even shows me where the um, International Space Station is. Really? And so if that ends up being in our night sky, it'll show me that, oh, here it's it is really cool and it works well. The only thing I don't like about it 
um, and I can just hit the mute button on my phone, but it plays like a, a soft music in the background, like very like just odd. Like I feel like I'm at like some weird nail salon or something and they're trying to see, you know, like, should I dim the lights? And right, <laughs> it's right. just weird, but it's so, you, and you can move all the way around. And because it's augmented reality, I can, I mean, I can even aim it down at the ground and it shows me like what's on the other side of earth right now, what they're seeing. Now, do you have and to so, put like your location? Cause you do, and you're yeah. going to have to have location services on so it can, it can tell that a lot better. Otherwise it'll throw everything off and you won't be able to see. And if you move too fast, like if I spin around too fast or something, it throws it off. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, that's not lined up well. Um, but I, huh. I found that like I use the moon as my, my basis because I'm like, I can look up in the sky and go, there's the moon. And so I will, you know, if I, if it throws off a little bit, I'll find the moon again and kind of recenter everything. Um, from finding the moon and then it's right back on. Unless it's very Super cloudy cool. night and you're like, where is the yeah. moon? <laughs> yeah. Then you're out of luck. Well, then you can't see the stars either. So, but it's augmented <laughs> reality, so right? So you can yeah. still see. <laughs> yeah. They're still there. But Oh, that's really cool. And so it was free. The light version is free. It was free. They have a pro version. And every time I log in, that's the first thing. Would you like to upgrade to pro? And I, I've actually tried Cause I'm like, oh, I, you know, I've, I use this so much I'd pay for it, whatever it is. Right. Um, but for some reason it won't let me upgrade to the pro, like it always times out or something. So I don't know why that does that, but go the free version is perfect. So check this out, Chris, we have a few ratings on iTunes. I'm really excited. Ooh. All five star ratings. I'm sure. And, but we can't see the, like what people have said or view the ratings until we get at least five. It's an iTunes thing. So we need two more ratings. So if you're listening to this, do us a solid, go onto iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes and just leave, leave a rating, leave maybe a a one sentence review or something like that. Mm -hmm. Something, um, it would be really cool. I don't know about the other like apps that people listen to on, you know, listen yeah. to podcasts. I don't, I haven't checked those, but um, I know most people listen to podcasts via iTunes. I yeah, use, I phone. use overcast personally, um, but there's Stitcher, there's Google. Um, there's, there's a lot of different apps you can listen mm-hmm. to, but anyways, so if you are listening to iTunes, it's one of those that I go and check <laughs> and it'd be cool if we get two more, <laughs> just two more. Just so we know. Just so we know. Just so we know. <laughs> I want to see what if anyone wrote maybe, anything else. Maybe we don't want to know. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's five stars, but it says these guys are horrible. <laughs> mm. Get some better sounding people. That would be awesome. Right? They're so nasally. <laughs> um, can we can we get more interviews? These are not suggestions for. <laughs> reviews just in case anyone's listening like oh what should i put those were not suggestions (laughs) (laughs) yeah well from around the campfire this has been kurt and chris thanks for listening and please review us